Hello and welcome to the Enterprising Gen Z podcast. This is the weekly show where we talk to some of the top entrepreneurs and industry professionals from around the world to inspire and empower the next generation of young professionals. To date, the Enterprising Gen Z podcast has been listened to in 43 countries around the world, inspiring entrepreneurs globally. My name is Sam Watson and I'm a 19-year-old entrepreneur from North London, now living in Paris. I'm the founder and CEO of Enterprising Gen Z Events. We take the value of the podcast into real life and we also give companies the opportunity to market their products directly to a unique audience of Gen Z entrepreneurs and professionals. I've also got some fantastic news to share with you. We were recently voted as the seventh best podcast about Gen Z. Thank you so much to Nit for shortlisting us. Now on today's show, we're talking about mindset. It's a topic which we've never really covered before on the podcast, but I thought it was a really important part of entrepreneurship, which you really haven't touched upon. And on today's show, I'm really happy that we're featuring Vicky Main, who's the founder and director of VLM Training and Coaching Specialists. We're discussing things like why good mindset is important, why mentorship is valuable and also a really interesting tool called the Entrepreneurial Mindset Profile. Now essentially the EMP is a quiz which tells you if you're cut out to be an entrepreneur or not and shows you if you have an entrepreneurial mindset. Now before we recorded the podcast I actually took the quiz and we're going to go through my results live on air. Um, which is is going to be interesting. If you do enjoy this episode, please feel free to check out our socials. We're at Enterprising Gen Z Pod on Instagram and on TikTok. On Instagram especially, we're posting things like teasers, trailers, all that kind of stuff. So you get first access to look and listen to some of the guests which are coming on the show. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. Hey Vicky, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. How are you, Sam? Yeah, good, thank you. I'm really excited to have you on the show. Um, we actually first met at a school event of mine, um, which was really interesting. I remember coming up to you and saying hello, and then I didn't put two and two together that we'd actually connected on LinkedIn before that, um, which was which was quite funny. Um, so do you want to just explain to everyone kind of who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Well, I'm Vicky. I've moved. I was living in Australia for the last eight years. And as you can tell by my accent, I'm not originally from Australia. I'm from the northeast of England um, in, in the UK. So I'm currently in London at the moment. But I um, my background, I used to be I'm a qualified lecturer and I love working with young people and helping them grow and you know achieve what they want to achieve in their life and support them along the way. And my I've really been interested in education and learning and coaching and mentoring for years so I've pretty much I'm doing what I love now and when I was living in Australia for the last eight years I've been working for myself and also did a period of teaching while I was there um, with the university but at the moment I am a company director I run a company called VLM coaching and training specialists and I am yeah I'm living my passion I love what I do and I've been started in this new startup since I moved back to London and I'm actually running the business here in the UK as well as Australia so I have two different markets and it's going really well I'm enjoying what I'm doing um, my other, I suppose, claim to fame is I used to have been a DJ in my life in Australia. So, and I guess you would say I'm a bit of a serial entrepreneur. So when I see a concept or an idea, I explore that and then I just have to go out and and execute on that. So yeah, this is my, I think now this is my eighth business that I've explored and I have got lots of other ideas of things I want to do in the future but for the time being I'm building my training and coaching business. So for VLM you work a lot with entrepreneurs um, and we've kind of spoken about this beforehand I'd love to know kind of more specifically what your work with entrepreneurs looks like. Absolutely so it all starts with mindset and 
when so I work with entrepreneurs, but also corporate managers and leaders and their teams, but predominantly all of the small business owners, for example, that I work with and larger organizations, they we start off with mindset and I'm a master trainer in a tool called Entrepreneurial Mindset Profile Profiling. And I've actually done this now with about 2,500 entrepreneurs in Australia and the UK. And I know we're going to come on to your scores a little bit later, Sam. And so I start off with mindset. We look at what the pain points are. We look at their what success looks like for them and then take it to the next level and then look at either training or coaching, which can help and support them grow their business or fulfill what they want to do and help them to massive transformational change and success, whatever that is for, for each person, because let's face it, we're all different. So I've worked with around 2,500 um, using the tool, but more than that, I've offered and I've, I've delivered training courses online, face-to-face across Australia and in the UK now as well. So I guess I'm coming back to my roots in the UK in terms of back in the education sphere, but I'm doing what I love. And yeah, it's it's so, yeah, for me, working with entrepreneurs, I love to see them grow and scale their business. And not everyone's going to be the next Elon Musk. I work a lot with business owners who have lifestyle businesses as well, or people who want to do great things in the community and, you know, have impact. I work with them. So it's it's a variety. My clients have a variety of um, different businesses and yeah, I've worked a lot and ran statewide programs in Australia as well and got some press coverage for those in my previous business. So I've got a good track record of delivering programs with my team and coaching and I love what I do. Absolutely love it. Amazing. That's the best thing to hear when someone says they love what they do, because it's quite rare, I think, in, in, in the modern day. So on, on LinkedIn, I often see there's a lot of coverage about a good mindset and things like a good daily routine, a good mindset, that kind of thing. And I definitely see the value in having a good mindset. I think if you if you know, if you don't have the correct mindset, it's quite difficult to succeed in whatever field you're in. Um, I'm just interested to hear your thoughts about why you think a good mindset is important for entrepreneurs and people in business, especially. Absolutely. Well, it it comes down to a few things, but let me just clarify as a disclaimer here. I don't wake up every morning and thigh slap my way up and go, yeah, life's brilliant. You know, I don't, let's be real here. It's, we, you know, working as an entrepreneur, we have our great days, which are exceptional and we have days which aren't so great. And, you know, for me, going back to checking in on my own mindset, I have to make sure that I put strategies in place to ensure that, you know, eat well, make sure that, you know, the the fundamentals are covered, going out and exercise and all those things. But it comes down to, I don't know if you've read the book by Carol uh, Dweck, I think her name is, um, Growth Mindset Versus Fixed Mindset. That's quite interesting to read. But I think you've really got to look at your mindset. And I think particularly after the whole pandemic, you know, we were forced to be at home a lot. And I actually really enjoyed it, to be honest, in a way, because I love my dogs and being around my animals. I, I quite like working in isolation. I get loads done. But I did use technology to leverage my business during that time. Um, but going back to your question around, you know, what, why it's important, I think you've got to have, you've got to get the mindset right. Because as an entrepreneur, if, for example, if your mindset, if you're fearful of, you know, fa- fear of failure, 
or even fear of massive success, it's going to hold you back. So no matter how great your business model is or the product or service that you're providing, if you don't have the mind, the great mindset to be able to help you scale that, you're only you're going to reach a plateau. And so for me, it actually all comes down to mindset as a fundamental at the start and all the way through. And yeah, and surrounding yourself with the right people as well. And in fact, I'm actually writing a book around mindset and it'll be launched later this year. So I'll I'll send you a copy, Sam, when I um, when I launch it. It's going to be launched in Australia and in the UK as well. So it's it's all um, it's it's a lot about mindset in there as well. Amazing. No, the book sounds really interesting. I'll uh, definitely give that a read. It's interesting you mentioned Carol Dweck. So um, it was during the pandemic I decided I was going to write a book as well. Um, I'm in the kind of the process of finishing it up. It's taken me a long time. It was about what success is, what success looks like in rugby. I'm a massive rugby fan. I've played Fantastic. all my life. I interviewed some of the top rugby players, you know, the Sean Fitzpatrick, captain of the All Blacks, big, big names in rugby. And I wrote about Carol Dweck and her growth mindset and things like that. And the Sir Dave Brailsford thing of 1%. If you do 10 things better at 1%, you create a bigger, bigger overall change. It's really interesting you, yeah. you mentioned that. I do agree that it holds you back because um, things like self-confidence, if you're not self-confident, it's, it's difficult to kind of grow, I guess. Um, and also another thing you mentioned in there um, was the entrepreneurial mindset profile. Um, and I was just interested kind of, if you could describe what that is, I know I've done it and I've, I've looked at the results. They're very, very interesting. I know we're going to come on to that, but what, you know, what it is and why it's valuable. Absolutely. So as I said, I'm a master trainer, which means I can actually certify others to use the tool in their businesses or help other entrepreneurs as a coach, for example. And so what it's, what it is, it's based on academic research and it came from a cop, um, Eckerd College in the US, which I've been working with them for now around four or five years, and they've got an amazing team. So the the tool started when Delight actually approached them, and they were looking at finding something that measures entrepreneurial mindset. So initially, there was lots of um, skill scales and personality skills that it was made up, up of, and they, they brought it down to 14 seven of each and what they look at is what it looks at yourself and looks at what your you know personality skills so what you're hardwired what what really it's about looking at how you're hardwired and often those sort of things those results don't change unless you've had some significant changes in your life and it also looks at skill scales and these 14 scales really help support and look at where your entrepreneurial mindset is And what I do is I use it within my coaching and training to identify where their greatest strengths are and be able to leverage those for success. And what I've found as I've gone on this journey of gathering one of the largest data sets um, within, you know, in Australia, for example, around entrepreneurship, what I've found is that there's no no two results the same. So your results today that I know we're going to talk a bit about after the podcast are unique and there's no two that are very very much the same but the the results are plotted against a norm group and a group of entrepreneurs and a group of corporate managers and really it's not going to tell you if you're an entrepreneur or you should be doing that but what it will do is look at your greatest strengths and leverage those we don't talk about weaknesses because it's not really something that it's the tool is it's a strength-based tool so it looks at how you can leverage those and I love it because I've found as I've worked with many entrepreneurs particularly 
in Australia, during the pandemic, I designed a program that um, working with um, in my company previously, looking at how we can support entrepreneurs on their journey. And we start the program and measured them. And at the end, within six months, measured them again. And you could see the significant changes within mindset. So I know, and also it created, that project I worked on created 66 jobs over a six month period. So I know that if you can look at mindset and address that, it can actually really help and support success. But again, success is different to everybody. So I love the tool and it's really good for data collection and benchmarking as well against entrepreneurs. So if anybody's listening to the call and hasn't actually had had looked at this, I'm more than happy to get in touch with me and um, I can do the entrepreneurial assessment with you and see what your strengths are, your greatest strengths and how you can leverage those. I would also definitely encourage people to get in contact with you because I think even I, we haven't even gone through the scores yet, but just reading through the PDF you sent me, there's so many things that I would have never expected. Um, you know, there's some, some scores that I thought were higher, some that I thought would have been lower. Um, I've got another question. So um, at the moment, we're going kind of going through a period where more and more young people want to become entrepreneurial. Um, and I think I read the figure, which is that 50% of young people want to become an entrepreneur sometime throughout their life. Now, there are a number of reasons for this, you know, kind of the emphasis of financial freedom, not having your own boss, pressure, stress, which is kind of not true. Um, but I think it's kind of what's portrayed through social media. Um, but one thing that I, I find I would I want to ask you is, do you think more and more people now who take this test are have an entrepreneurial mindset compared to a few years ago for example what a great question and going back to what you were saying there i think the drive for people to want to become an entrepreneur is actually possibly the drive for freedom and the capacity to do and and actually do things that you love and what you're passionate about so you know entrepreneurship sounds sexy but at the end of the day it's it's you know Sam as well as I do you know I'm up every morning I have systems and routines in place I've got deadlines I've got clients so I'm you know I'm in my new startup if you like I have a team behind the scenes I've got amazing people who I outsource a lot to and you know I've been through I've I've worked out how to work smart and not harder in a lot of ways so you know I'm happy to talk to anyone who was interested in getting on that journey and being realistic and telling you what what didn't work and I've had failed I've had a failed startup in the past so you know success I think wanting to become an entrepreneur sounds great but there's things like having the you know you might not have someone who's able to support you financially going as you're in your startup so you will be potentially eating into savings um, I don't necessarily think that every startup should seek investment I think there's, you know, I've never seeked investment for my startups that I've had. I've self-funded it because I want to have the, um, you, you know, may, remain one of the largest shareholders in the business. Um, but again, in terms of it depends what you start and what you're looking to do. But I would say going back to the original question, which was remind me again, because <laughs> I went off on a total tangent. <laughs> no, 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 you, no worries. Uh, it was just about if you think more people have an entrepreneurial mindset now yes, than that was in it. the past. That was it. Absolutely. And I look at, you know, I look at my entrepreneurial journey in the 90s. I'm sure my age now when I went to study 
you know, I was always wanting to do something. It wasn't called entrepreneurship back in the day, but I was always selling something or I was always doing something. And I remember when I was 22, I remember seeing a trend that people were starting to love and buy pizzas. And I was thinking, I'm going to buy a Domino's pizza franchise. And I looked into it. And at the time, I think it was something like 200 grand to buy a franchise. Now, I was going to remortgage my house at the time and raise the funds. But unfortunately, um, my um, partner at the time had different ideas, so we weren't on the same path. But what I would say is, is that, you know, I went on that journey and I look back in that story that every cloud's got a silver lining because, yes, now I would have been extremely rich, possibly through pizzas, selling pizzas, but possibly not necessarily, you know, maybe a size 20. Who knows? Because I love pizza. But going back to your question around, you know, do you see that more people are becoming entrepreneurial? Absolutely. I think more people are craving freedom. More people are wanting to live life on their terms. More people are actually looking to have a portfolio career. So, you know, I know people who do freelance work. They have a part time day job and they also do freelance work. They do their own thing and they're passionate about stuff. And I know when I had my DJ business, which came from my love for music and I went out and bought decks when I lived in Australia and then it became a business. And the next thing I know, I was one of, you know, Perth's top DJs doing stuff around um, doing all the corporate events and things, which I loved. But that came from what I was passionate about. So when lockdown happened for me, um, that business totally flatlined because it was a service-based business and it was face-to-face. But my other company that I had, which was doing predominantly training online, scaled. So I think diversifying income streams is also a good way, uh, if you do want to dabble in entrepreneurship, to possibly look at a couple of income streams that you can explore. And I know at one point, a couple of years ago, in fact, five, five years plus ago, I was looking at various different income streams, including I have dabbled in crypto. So I've done that as well. But I'm kind of that was a bit of a phase that I went through. So I've sold it all now. And um, but yeah, I think diversifying income streams is also important. So I think we're going to come on to this later. Um, but for example, from the EMP, um, it kind of tells you lots of ways where you can improve and, and your strengths and areas of improvement, as we explained. Um uh, what are the best ways for entrepreneurs to kind of improve their mindset and I obviously identify the strengths and weaknesses through the EMP actually we're not going to use the word weaknesses we'll use that's okay <laughs> well I think the first thing to do is you know if I mean you might have mates at uni who are who are on this journey as well and who are curious about their um, scores I do do a student discount by the way so just in case you <laughs> Um, yeah so so what I would say is if you do the the assessment or people doing the assessment you get an an overview of where you're at now now six months from now that could completely change but it it comes down to so like skill scales those are things that change that can change over time and we're going to come on to your scores and I'll discuss some areas that you might want to explore further over the next six months so if we remeasure you in six months things might change and I guess so for people looking at their own mindset, I think a support having a support squad around you, people who are entrepreneurs around you would be really good. So, for example, most of my friends now are entrepreneurs. They're on that journey. You surround yourself with people who you want to become. Right. So a lot of the people I I, I hang around with have their own businesses. Um, and, you know, I read a lot. I do. I read a lot of um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I, you know, read a lot of books and I think there's lots of ways that you can improve your mindset through a lot of resources that are free online as well you can have a look on there 
Um, I think having a mentor or coach has been really important to me along my journey. So, for example, if I'm wanting to, I know when I was running triathlons in Australia with a dear friend of mine and we were, you know, I have run a marathon before, I would get a personal trainer or I'd get someone who's already been there and done it and supported me on that journey. So having someone who's been there, done it, got the T-shirt, working in your industry would also be important as well to surround yourself with those people. And there's lots of people as well who want to give back to young people and support them. So I'm sure at your university, you've got people who come in and want to support and be mentors as well and give some time back. And over the years, I have supported entrepreneurs, um, young people on along their journey as well. It's really interesting you mentioned mentorship. So I've had so many fantastic entrepreneurs who've kind of supported me throughout my pretty brief career so far. Um, and some of the people, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't be where I am now without mentorship. I think it's really, really valuable and important, um, especially with getting a mentor, which is more experienced than you. I know that my parents' company, they run mentorship schemes. My parents are both mentors for some of the um, younger people within the organization. I was just wondering, because obviously... Um, part of your or your businesses providing mentorship and things like that I was kind of wondering um your view of, of the value of mentorship why it's important why more entrepreneurs should get mentors and even how we can go about getting mentors yeah sure well the value I guess finding the right person who's been there and done it and you know who inspires you and you know mentor it can be there as a sounding board, someone who you can reach out to now and again. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there is a difference between a mentor and a coach. But again, I think, you know, having someone who's on your support squad who you can speak to when you need them is really um, valuable. Um, for example, I mean, I know you know Will, um, who's now my partner. Um, he's run successful businesses for years. But, you know, when I met him 12 years ago, he was actually a mentor for me. And that 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 relationship obviously is quite unique. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not suggesting that you you meet your mentor and then, um, you know, end <laughs> up having a relationship with them. That's not what I'm saying here. But in my case, that's what happened, um, you know, this year. So having said that, with um, mentors, there's lots of ways you can find mentors out there who, you know, at university, get on LinkedIn, you know, you reached out to me in LinkedIn, and I know we've met before. Um, but, you know, have a look on LinkedIn, there's people who are willing to support. And, you know, if anybody resonates with what I'm saying today, I'm more than happy to, you know, if you your your um, uni mates want to have a chat, happy to happy to reach out. And in fact, if you want me to do a Q and A with any with um, your uni mates, happy to. You know, get them on a call. You know, it's it's. I think once you get to a certain level of success, it's really important that you contribute and give back. And that's something I've always done. So, but there are there's people out there. I mean, in Paris, I know where you're based now. I'm sure there'll be mentors. I mean, there's co-working spaces where you can go to and there'll be mentors working in those as well. So there's lots of ways. But I guess it depends on what you want in terms of where are your gaps that you want to learn from a mentor and how can you source them from there? Um, it's interesting you mentioned giving back. Um, the guy, I had a guy on my show and he then after the show, he posted about giving back um, and how he was in my shoes at one point because he also has a business and entrepreneurship podcast. I sent him a letter saying thanks at the end of the, after we recorded, he posted on his LinkedIn and it was saying how important it is for more experienced entrepreneurs to give back to the younger people because they're in our shoes once. 
And, you know, it's interesting you mentioned success, I think, if you're able to share that success or share your stories of success with other people, um, I think it can be really rewarding. Absolutely. I I totally agree. And I know over the years, I mean, I've got many stories of being able to help other young people and, you know, even, even entrepreneurs who've been on the journey, you know, I get phone calls a lot from people in my network who want to ask me questions or, you know, ask if I can be, if I can recommend them to someone or speak to someone or who can help and support. And I think having been in business doesn't mean that you have to work in isolation and have, you know, just have these blinkers on and just not, not help and support others because you get it back. You know, you don't do it to, for that reason, but helping there's there's so many ways we can all help each other. And yeah, that's, that's really important. I totally agree with what you're saying there. So we've talked about the EMP and kind of how that can help with mindset and stuff like that. So I took it last night and we've already, the results are already in. And I thought it would be interesting to kind of run through some of my scores live on air, I guess. Um, so yeah, Vicky, over to you. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Well, firstly, you're a very brave participant and obviously I'm not going to share too much of the results but because we'll talk about that more offline. But what I would say is what's really interesting is that your EMP scores indicate that there's no surprise you're an entrepreneur because your scores are very high in the personality skills section particularly. So, for example, you've got a really high need to achieve score You've got a really high passion score, which will help you as you develop through your entrepreneurial journey. You've got a high need for non-conformity, which means you won't necessarily stick with the status quo and you'll be able to go out there and do things which others might necessarily not do. And you've also got a really high risk appetite and you can make decisions quickly. Now, what I would say is with your need to achieve being so high, What I would ask you, and we can talk more about this off the call, is at what cost? So do you have a tendency to take on so much that, you know, you never say no and you might drive yourself to a situation where you can become exhausted? And we can talk more about this off the call, but you've got amazing drive and determination. So, yes, you've got a a really high um, need to achieve score. And what that means is that you will you will really push yourself and do I would ask the question do you spend time doing the things you love outside of your work and your you know building your business do you do that or do you make time yeah I definitely do so I train um I I do rugby training twice a week I make an effort to go to the gym as well to kind of support me throughout my rugby um I think the social aspect of my life it's inevitable that it's taken a hit because of entrepreneurship. So there's been yeah. some social activities that I've had to sacrifice. For example, uh, I know next weekend, uh, this weekend coming, um, all my friends are going out, but I have to be back in the UK uh, for business. So yeah. obviously there is some uh, some aspects of my life that I have to sacrifice, but I do make an effort um, to block out my calendar for times which are for me or to be with my friends and things like that. Um, and I think yeah. social events and interaction and things like that is really, really important, Absolutely. especially because I, I don't want to lose out on that uni life. No. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, one thing I was going to say earlier, which you just reminded me again, is that when you're at uni, you know, leverage the fact that you've got all these amazing connections because, you know, as you go through your business and, and grow your business, you've got 
being at university gives you the opportunity to really, really gain more connections and help, you know, exposure. Leverage your university. Um, but yeah, I would say leverage your university connections and really use that for your future success as well. Um, when I look at your skill scales, there's some really interesting things here where you've got really high idea generation score, which what this means is, is that you'll come up with ideas a lot and you also have a high execution score. So you'll execute them as well, which is fantastic. And I'm sure it'll be music to your lecturer's ears at uni and when you're when you're there, because you will be able to, you know, take action and, and execute on those. You have got a really high persistence score, which means that you're very driven. And also what I would say, we're going to talk more in detail about the other scores and we'll, we'll talk more offline about the self-confidence as well. And you've got a future focus score, which tells me that you're at the moment, you've got a lot of things going on and you're at the stage where you might be firefighting in some areas, but also it's about looking at a future plan of what you're going to be doing next in your business. So we can talk more about that offline. But what the results indicate to me is, is that you're, there's no surprise you're an entrepreneur. You've got some extremely high scores, which are your, some of your greatest strengths. And what we'll do off the, offline is really unpick those in a lot more detail and look at potentially some areas that you might have some pain points. And we'll look at how you can create an action plan for success around those. Amazing. Thank you so much for giving that feedback. Um, I'm glad I'm doing the right thing. You've kind of confirmed that I'm in the uh, the right space at the moment. So thank you very much. Um, but, but yeah, it's really interesting. Even um, I'm sure when we go into the scores a bit later, um, you know, just one on one, I'm sure the value that I'll get from that will be fantastic. So the final thing I want to ask is if you could describe a good entrepreneur, and obviously you've been, ex you've been exposed to many throughout your career. If you could describe a good entrepreneur in three words, what would those three oh. words be and why? Wow, that's a really hard question, but <laughs> I've probably got more than three words. But I think for me, well, a good entrepreneur, I think it would, and again, this comes down to my own values as well and how I see the world, but I think it would be someone who takes action, who actually so executes on their plans um, it's pointless having a great business idea and not doing anything about it, you know. So someone who takes action, someone who is very focused on their team. I think building a team is really important. And I think someone who's who cares about their team, I think that would be something that, you know, if you want your business to scale and grow, it can, it's all about the people as well. So I think that would be, for me, something that would be important. And finally, the third thing, I suppose, having passion, but also being able to have fun. So maybe I've got four words there, but enjoy the journey as they're going on it. You know, it's it's you don't see people setting up a business and because they're not passionate about it. Well, I don't think anyway, I haven't come across that yet. Um, they might be less passionate as they go on the journey. But I think people set up a business to be able to or go on that entrepreneurial journey because they want to have fun, they enjoy what they do, they're passionate about it, so that it would come down to that for me as well. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Sam, for inviting me on today's show. I'm really, I'm, I'm really honoured to be on it, and I can see you're doing some great things, and I am look forward to seeing your success over the next few years, and get in touch with Sam on LinkedIn as well. He's on there. I'm on there as well if you want to get in touch with me, and I look forward to hearing the next episode of your podcast. Thank you.
Thank you so much for coming on. So that is it for today's episode of the Enterprising Gen Z podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I'm always looking for new guests to have on the podcast. So if you're interested in coming on the show, head over to egzpod.com forward slash guest booking and applications. I'll put the link in the description of the podcast too. In addition, feel free to check out our socials. We're at Enterprising Gen Z Pod on Instagram and on TikTok. Also, feel free to connect with me or Vicky on LinkedIn. I'm going to be putting both of our LinkedIn URLs in the comments as well. Feel free to connect with me or Vicky on LinkedIn. I'm going to put our URLs in the description as well. Finally, make sure to tune in next week for another episode.